Welcome to the Yorkshire Grit Podcast. Tackling some of the biggest issues in men's mental health. Hello and welcome to the second of the series of the Yorkshire Grit Podcast. You are joined by um, myself, Tom Bustard, and as always, the great Tom Cliff, who doesn't like being called Dr. Cliff because he's so modest. Hi, Tom. Hello. We're still here, marching on together. Marching on together. <laughs> God, I haven't gotten over that. <laughs> it's okay. Well, I told you we'd never walk alone. Um, sorry, I had to get those two in. Had to, had to get them in. Had it's, to been get a, them in. it's been a tough week for our teams, hasn't it? It has, and it, it really affects my mood. Mm. Yeah, me too. When people say it's just a game, shut the hell up. We need to have a football episode, I think. Well, touch wood, that's going to happen. Um, okay, so um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the aim of Yorkshire Grit. Uh, my uh, aims of Yorkshire Grit are informed by, you know, mainly my cycling um, and what that led to, uh, but it's also informed by my... Uh, my mental health, which isn't always great. Um, I'm quite honest about that. Uh, but, you know, my aims of Yorkshire Grit are also informed by myself being a man and being a man in the 21st century and, how you know, how I feel about that. So, which is something, you know, I am really passionate about. So if someone asks me, Tom, what's Yorkshire Grit about? You know, I would have to say, I want people to talk more. I want people to think more. Uh, I want people to who listen to Yorkshire Grit, I want them to be themselves. I want you to be healthier. I would like you to, before you listen to this podcast, and then when you after you listen to it, you feel inspired and you're in a better place than when you woke up. I would also like to maybe challenge listeners to think in a different way than maybe when they hadn't put the podcast on, you know, ah, I've listened to Yorkshire Grit today and what Tom and Tom were talking about. And yeah, you know, I want you to sit down on the edge of your bed, sofa, lie down. I want you to close your eyes. Don't have to close your eyes. And I want you to, once you listen to the podcast, really think about, what were they talking about? What did it mean? What can I learn from it going forward? So yeah, that is what I, you know, that would be what I would say Yorkshire is about. And we will be talking about my experiences because as much as I keep on banging on about how I don't want this to be about me, it is my experience and it is something that I've had loads of feedback from people who have messaging me, you know, I'm not going to say the amount of messages and I'm not going to say about uh, all the download figures, but it's been great. You know, the, these are my experiences and it's evident that the people out there are feeling the exact same thing hence why people are reaching out which i'm you know i'm going to be honest and i don't know about you tom but you know i feel really overwhelmed by the volume of you know goodwill mm. just the other day uh, i saw johnny this morning at sebby's did you how's he doing <sighs> john boy he's great did you rinse him about Leeds united as well no because i don't want him to rinse me about liverpool <laughs> <laughs> have you noticed i have i've been holding off on that no it's uh I was watching Liverpool. I was watching Man City Newcastle, and I was basically a Newcastle United fan. And there were some Man City fans there. And my mate said, "Do you want to go down and watch the West Ham game?" I was like, "Nope," because I don't want them to do that to me. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, I think me and Tom. I think we've both been overwhelmed by just the goodwill, and we, you know, we've started this, and I didn't think we'd expect to have the feedback that we've had. Um, it's not about us, but it, it is great. It shows that we're on the right trajectory and what we're doing is working. Would you agree? Yeah, and I think it highlights um, it highlights the need out there for people to start talking about this more. That's yeah. what I've taken from it as well. Um, 100%. I think that people, since we've started, well, the messages that we're getting uh, are saying that 
they're really happy that we're really open and that the and that what we're talking about is real life and i'm not someone who was on a million quid a year i'm not someone who was famous i'm just a normal guy mm. you know from the northeast who struggles and sometimes it is not pretty but um we understand that the uh, podcast is a process and that we are going to learn and it's a learning curve and that's okay that's fine that to quote johnny you can't be perfect all the time mm -hmm. so don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good to quote uncle mick um and a french philosopher called voltaire i only know of your uncle mick i don't know this voltaire guy we've actually got my dad here um james bustard who is a minor celebrity of his own if you've seen the videos of him he, he, <laughs> I, he has I, a following <laughs> i haven't seen these videos what are they you are you he, he has a following okay. trust me he has a following but yeah don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good great saying carries on from what Johnny said. Well, it's interesting, Tom, isn't it? Because I think after the, I don't know about you, but after we'd recorded the first one and we were looking through the edits and things like that, or not looking through, listening through, listening. The, ed through the edits, um, I did feel that pull to be perfect. Really? Yeah. In in the podcast or everyday life? In the, in the podcast. I think in everyday life, I've, I've, uh, I've yeah. kind of tried to shift away from that. We but, both said we couldn't sleep. Yeah. That's weird. And... and then as I was listening through it again, I heard Johnny's advice and I held on to that. And I was like, no, it's okay. We're, we're not modeling perfection here and we're not modeling uh, perhaps discussion that everyone's going to agree with, but that's okay. There will be kickback. Um, sometimes you have to stand up for what you believe in and you are going to get people who question that. I'm fine with that. I just want to say thank you to the listeners. It really is overwhelming. I know I've now said that. I don't know how many times. I don't really care. It is overwhelming. <laughs> it is awesome. Um, you make it worthwhile that we're doing it. I know me and Tom have spoke about it. Without you guys, it is kind of pointless to a degree because we are doing this for people to listen to. Mm. You are all involved. I've sent out stickers to certain people. Please contact us on the Instagram page. Um, there will be other things happening. This is the Yorkshire Grit Podcast. So, Tommy, we've got all these uh, listeners out there giving us feedback, clamoring yeah. <laughs> for more information about yep. you and your yep. story. Um, do you, where do you want to start? Uh I think if we start, I think if we start with school, I think that's where, uh, yeah, I think school was, okay. a big, was a big thing. Yeah. What was school like? School was, uh, started off at Kurt Levinson Primary School, met my two, my three best friends who I'm still best friends with now, which is, by the way, an achievement. That's for 29 years, 28 years of friendship. Uh, and then we, uh, it was evident I was really dyslexic. Mm. And I couldn't, and I was really struggling. Mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't know I was struggling. Because when you're a child, you, you don't realise you're struggling. You just care about throwing stones and and being daft. So who, who noticed? Mum and dad. Okay. Uh, and then they chose to take me out of primary school halfway through. And I went to a, a private school, uh, a prep school. Mm. And that was... That was good. The prep, the prep, the prep school was good. I had good memories. I missed my friends. I missed, you know, m yeah, I missed my friends, and it was a hard because you had to wear a blazer. Okay. And I, you had to have a briefcase. So I'd come from a primary school where you had a rucksack, shorts. You had a great time. You just all of a sudden, long socks, blazer, briefcase. Wow, Qu quite a difference then. Quite a difference. So. There was a bit of Mickey taking when I came back to Kurt, you know, where I lived and my friends would see me. But that never really bothered me, you know. <laughs> yeah, that never really bothered me. Uh, 
what bothered me is when I realized that I was out of my depth educationally because I've realized people, I, I think I've realized that you can only fail for so long and you can only suck at something for so long before it does crack you. And it was evident that I was out of my depth okay. in maths and all these classes where I was just getting like eights and I was just like, Dude. sounds really tough. Is it? Or is that, it, it, is that me just, is that tough or is that me? I didn't see it at the time. Maybe I didn't see it at the time. Mm. And then you had to pass an exam to get into the senior school and I failed it. But Mr. Abraham at the time said, you haven't failed and you haven't passed. That's what you can tell people. By the way, this guy I idolized. Okay. I mean, idolized this guy. I made him a statue at the end of the year. Uh, he was probably, he was probably the first person that believed in me properly as my dad. Um, actually, at counselling on Friday, I had to speak about him and I cried uncontrollably mm. about Mr. Abraham. He is a, uh, he's a special, he, he believed in me and he gave me, a, I had to redo this year. It was obviously really emotionally hard. Yeah. I didn't pass the exam. You get off the bus, you're with all your mates. Oh, we're going to senior school. It's going to be mint. I can't wait. And I was like, oh, God, don't, don't dare tell him here. Don't dare tell him. So when you get off, it's literally prep school's up the hill, senior school is down the hill if anyone yeah. knows Yarm. And I slooped, you know how we might leave a night out early because <laughs> you don't want all your mates to see. I was like, Tom, what are you doing up there? Ah, oh, yeah, I forgot something. Don't you worry about this. I'll be back. Um, and then you weren't. <laughs> and then I wasn't. And then all the kids at the playground, so, what are you doing back here? And then, I and then I made a really good friend, Ben. Um, And he... He didn't judge me. He didn't judge me. Mm. He didn't think, Ficko. Because a lot did. He didn't judge me. And he became a really great friend. And that year I really flourished. Is it cheating because I was older? No. And then I remember in the last, I remember in the assembly right at the end of the year, uh, you got an award and everyone got these awards and I was just, you know, okay. And the blast ward was called the Golden Dove. Really, this is really prep private mm. school, you know. And uh, and he said Tom Bustard, and I was just like, Phew. whoa. And it might not mean anything now, but I can tell you, that was when I stood up. I was on cloud nine. Yeah, you know. So what was the Golden Dove for? I think it was outstanding pupil. Or it was the it was the award it was the biggest award you could get in the prep school at the time. Wow. Was it a li literal Golden Dove? It, it was got? a Golden Dove. Wow. And I remember getting that and I remember thinking, Phew. and then there was an end of year exam, uh, end of year pass out and at the senior school where you all went and there was an auditorium filled of everyone. And it was the same thing again. Didn't get any award, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then the last award is similar again. I can't remember what it was. It was a proper trophy. And he said my name again. Mm. And I thought, what the, why is he, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, but he believed in me. And I just want to say, doesn't take much to make someone feel unbelievable doesn't take much at all. And I wish to God that we would all just be a bit nicer to each other and just, you know, tap each other on the back and say, Do you know what, mate, you're doing really well. You are, you're a great looking lad. You're well put together. You've got your life on. I'm, I'm obviously talking about you here, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm flattered, thank you. <laughs> I'm not talking about me, dad. Uh, it doesn't take much to make someone feel mm. on top of the world. See, 
Thanks for telling all that, Tom. Uh, my clinical psychologist hat is, is going. Oh, don't do this is, to me. Is going. Oh, I want to explore. The, you know, the lack of judgment and well, being think, believed in. But uh, maybe we'll leave that for now. I I believe that that is where when I went to uni and I found cycling. Mm-hmm. And you can't be interested. In, you can't make yourself interested in something. I was not interested in human geography. It finds you. So you found cycling at uni. I found cycling at uni at the triathlon club. I found it. What was it about cycling for you? That's a really good point. I've never really thought about that. What was it about? It's interesting, isn't it? Sometimes we just don't think why we do stuff. <laughs> it just happens. I don't have an answer for you. I think maybe I just felt free. Felt free. And I felt for once I could excel. Just once let me have a moment. I've been shit at everything. So cycling was an area for you that you felt you could excel in. You could be Felt like I was the master of my own ship and ain't no one fucking with me because... I used to watch the Velo Test Team documentary videos at 6am and I wanted to be... What? What is that, Tom? <laughs> Sorry, I've got no idea. It's like, it's probably like my dad watching uh, Andy Goldsworthy videos, getting excited, thinking, right, this is what I want to do. Or, okay. you know, you watching uh, Leeds United players, <laughs> Leeds United players of old and you wanted to go and play a football match. It's... Yeah, Tony Yeboa. Yeah, there you go, scoring that screen. Was it against Liverpool? No, uh, it wasn't. I think it was, yeah. And I just remember thinking... This is what, you know, this is me now. Mm. I'm in. So you, you You've you, hooked me. I'm hooked. This is my heroine. I'm in. So you were going all in? Oh, you, yeah. it gave you that feeling as well? You give me £100,000 chips in, on blackjack, I'm putting it on black. Right. I was all in. Ain't nothing stopping me here. Uh, I was fully addicted. So tell us about your cycling career. Uh, I got uh, two lads, uh, Josh and Nathan Edmondson. I remember turning up at the house yeah. just in shorts no puncture repair kit in winter, not knowing where I was going. Josh and Nathan were great. They really, they were hard. Mm. Uh, hard in what way? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. I met a couple of Olympic triathlete coaches today and we spoke mm. about this. We spoke about what makes a great athlete. Right. It's not necessarily being hard. Determination oh. and drive is... what. So, so determination and drive rather than being hard in inverted commas. Let's say you want to be the best at cycling. Um, okay, so you have to be the fittest. You have to be the, uh, the, the, the strongest. You don't have to be the hardest. People have this view that to be a cyclist, you have to be hard. You have to suffer. He who suffers most wins. And I guess that echoes what Johnny was saying in the previous episode, wasn't he? that it's not it's not about being hard all the time it's not about being i look back at it now and if maybe if i wasn't so hard and and pretended maybe i would i still be carrying on now Mm. maybe i was kidding myself that you have to be this hard guy who says shut up yeah get on with it snowing outside i'm gonna go out i am gonna get pneumonia well done tom where did that get you you got pneumonia i got pneumonia so was i because i because by the way i thought people used to say to me you never get ill I remember thinking, nah, I never get ill. I made a kryptonite. I don't get ill. Mm. I would train, go out on a night, out on a t-shirt, get up in the morning, train again. Yeah, I thought I was, I played on that. You thought you were the Superman. Uh, yeah, I did. But you don't have to be hard. Motivation is a luxury. 
determination and motivation, they will outweigh, massively outweigh if you're hard or not. You could get a cyclist who's really in touch with his feminine side. Mm -hmm. If his motivation and his determination is more than mine, who cares if I'm hard or not? So with Josh and Nathan, yep. they were the, were they the first lads who sort of took you out cycling? Yeah, yeah. yeah. After, <laughs> after I bribed them, yeah. <laughs> and, and then I got in with uh, Johnny and Al. Um, okay. They were all friends and, you know, it just... Yeah, it just went from there, really. Tell me about the highs and lows of cycling then. I want to hear the the, the whole thing. I want to get the full picture there because it, 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 it's not 100% positive. It's not 100% negative. It's a combination of things, isn't it, for you? Uh, I've never done the Tour de France, so I'm not here to say I was the best. Uh, I think I was, you know, pretty well respected in the UK. I would always give it my best and I'd like to think that was, that was part of me. So I'm not here to say... I've been, you know, I understand that, mm. but I don't care. I've got my story and this is how I feel. Um, yeah, there, there, there is no medium in cycling. There is very rarely a medium. You've either won a bike race or you've done well in a bike race and you're on cloud nine. And mm. I mean cloud nine. So tell us about the positives first of cycling for you in your cycling career. The positives would be a sense of tribe. Mm-hmm a sense that you have identity. I'm a cyclist. I shave my legs. I wear Lycra. I train X amount of hours a week. Yeah. That's me. You do all the things that make you a cyclist. But they're not manly. So I remember friends, you shave your legs. Well, yeah. You know, um, you wear Lycra. I say, yeah, I wear Lycra, yeah. But what I do is tough. Mm. I may have, and it may be, you might think we are, I don't want to use the word soft. You might think we um, are seen as not stoic. But trust me, some of the things we've done, what that cyclists do are, are tough. It is not easy to do 90 miles booked and run on a Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Mm. when it's minus one and it's sleeting and snowing. I remember crying next to a guy once because I couldn't feel my toes. And I, I, I remember it now and I bought these overshoes afterwards. I remember thinking, a tear came to my eye. It was that cold. So that sense of belonging to a tribe, of having a clear identity, yep. was a real positive for you. What were the other positives? Uh, I never really felt fit. Mm. I never really felt... You know, if you go to the gym and you get ripped up or you get... I never really felt fit. I felt tired a lot of the time. So that's a positive for you yeah it made me feel it made me feel that i was it made me feel like i was doing something mm. if you could feel pain and you can feel that you, you you're tired and you're beaten up you know you're living okay so it made you feel alive yeah the feeling of being fucked all the time made me made me feel mm. it made me feel that i it was worth the suffering it made me feel that i had purpose mm. because if i'm just on the couch and i'm rested well who wants to do that no i want to go out kill myself come back on put the fire on put my feet up and be like you've just and and and, and you know what nearly every cyclist will agree on that 100 mm -hmm. percent. following on from purpose tom it because you train so much it allows you to neglect other parts of your life okay like and what? I was a shit mate for a long time. In what way? Let down a lot of people. Let down a lot of friends, close friends. 
yeah, I'll come to that wedding. Nope. Uh, yeah, come up to mine this week and mate, we'll go out. Nope. I remember a mate getting a train from London. I can't believe I've done this. Okay. I'm so ashamed about this. Uh, we planned a weekend and I thought the race was on the Sunday. So I was like, yeah, come up, mate. And uh, no, I no, I knew the race was the Saturday. So I said, come up on the Friday. I can't remember. Anyway, he came up and the race was the next day. I just didn't meet him. Uh. Come up from London. Who does that? Who does that? That's disgusting. And there was several times, but I, because of the counselling I've had, I've mm -hmm. realised that I feel like I need to please people. Okay. It's part of my personality. Pay for stuff. I could never say no. Tom, you coming to this? Tom, you coming to that? Tom, I'd always say, yeah. Mm. I just never turn up. Because I didn't want to lose my friends. But cycling came first. Are there any other less positive aspects of cycling then for you? Yeah. Um, the lows are the the lows are lower than the highs. You feel very... Um, so if you're not winning all the time... Oh, right? you just feel terrible. You just question everything about yourself. I'm fat. It, it leads to uh, eating disorders. I think I, I, you know, not saying it leads to eating disorders, but for a long time I was a big lad. Mm -hmm. And I was always, always thinking I'm too big. Uh a low for cycling would be the amount that you it erodes you it erodes the quality of life i think but then that doesn't matter because you're in the bubble of cycling and nothing else matters so what happens when you're outside of the bubble then you're fucked and you have to and and you have to i'm not saying start again because i think you go through a transition of not enjoying it i don't think you wake up one day and go right i'm not doing this anymore I think you go through a transition and my transition took me a while. I'm still there. I'm doing CrossFit at the moment. I don't want to be a professional CrossFitter, but Jesus Christ, the community there and the, and the spirit is great. Can I ask you, Tom, what took you outside of the bubble? I think I just lost a lot. Uh, no, I met someone. I got involved in stuff that I shouldn't have done. And it took away my, it took away my focus. Okay. Uh, and I never got it back. Yeah, I was with someone. Uh, it ended. I, I'm I'm over it because it was a, a long time ago. But mm -hmm. the scars are still there. And I know that I went down the road. You know, drugs and not. I'm not saying I'm a jagger, and, and I didn't have an addiction. But it was. It was definitely at a place that was not healthy. I've done some stuff which I'm not proud of. Um, you know, I've got my dad here. Um, he knows about it, and it's it's you know it's yeah it's 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 really tough to get my head around the fact that I went from such an amazing place in cycling mm. to a place that I got to that I remember on a certain day, thinking how have I how have I got to this? Have I let this happen? Or have I wanted this to happen? Why wasn't I strong enough? Why didn't I say, no, stick to my guns, stick to what you love. Mm. I must have been, I, I must have just been in a, I think, yeah, I must have just been in a bad place. I appreciate you being so honest about that, Tom. How did you get out of your low point? Uh, I don't think I'm out the woods yet. 
Mm. Well, I know I'm not out of the woods yet and I'm not going to go into the facts. I wasn't wanting to wake up in the morning. Uh, I was sleeping during the day. I was taking sleeping tablets. Uh, I was eating myself into oblivion. I think I put on, I don't know. So the you have to go so low. I'm not saying I was suicidal. I was never suicidal. But you have to go so low that you think to yourself, right, I'm Tom Bustard. Get your shit together now. And I remember thinking, I'm going to get a dog. That's responsibility. That's going to burden me. What's the worst that can happen? Let's just get a dog. What kind of dog did you get? Jack Russell's called Rudy's Mint. Um, and yeah, he drives me mad. He drives me mad, but he pulls me out of myself. And he makes me not think about myself. He makes me... I have someone else to look after. Mm -hmm. I have to give him his medication. I have to take him for a walk. You know, that helped. Um, there was a, a a bad time with my mum and dad over uh, over Christmas and um, helping my mum focused it. Right, well, Tom, you can't think about yourself now because you've got, you know, you need to help your mum. And that was really important. And then I thought, right, well, I am going to sell the flat because the flat brings me down, right? I am going to do that. Um, I am going to work harder at my job. I am going to become better at my job. I am going to set up the Yorkshire Grit podcast. Uh, you know, all of a sudden, you realise these things. Don't go after money. Don't go after happiness. Don't compare yourself to someone else. Just aim at something good. I got a dog. I spent more time with my mum. Uh, I'm, I'm aiming to live somewhere that's going to try and make me more positive. Mm. I've focused on setting up the Yorkshire Rip podcast. I'm waking up on the morning. What did I say to you today, Dad? I said to him, I'm doing it. I'm getting up. You're doing it. I could almost cry. I'm getting up on the morning. And people are going to go, that is ridiculous. I tell you, it's not. It's plagued me for three years. It's been my biggest thing. Yeah, so that's how I feel. I personally reorientated myself. And what's it been like going through this process of opening up more and talking more about these things? I've always been quite sensitive and I've, I have always fairly opened up. I'm getting there now and I feel like I'm on an upward trajectory and it's not just about me on an upward trajectory. I hope everyone's on an up, but, but nah, fuck that. I have been down and I have been shit for three years. Mm. I deserve to be happy. Absolutely. And I deserve not to feel guilty for being happy. Right. Because I hate that. When I'm on a good day, I feel bad because I've been down for so long. And there's been a cloud over me. And it'll be like everyone else who's listening out there right now. And I know what you're going through. And I know that cloud. But trust me when I say just believe in the process. And you have got to, got to turn your phone off. Don't look at social media. Don't judge yourself on someone else. Because I've done that. But what time I wake up in the morning and all that bullshit. Just get a burden. Get responsibility. You'll get there. So Tommy, what, what has that process been like about talking about how you've been feeling and opening up it's difficult because mm. you have to do it with someone who you can not only trust but know that they're going to give you it back uh -huh. when i talk to you you look in my eyes and you care you answer my phone calls you reply to my messages you don't take 24 hours to reply to a message you reply you know some people go oh, i've been dead busy yeah i get that but i need you now <laughs> I, you know and i, I kind of need to speak to you now yeah, and I guess that would mirror what um, a lot of research says about psychotherapy, which is that those conditions such as safety, consistency, understanding, 
not being judgmental mm. are, are, are key really they're they're the key yeah, sort of parts of the vehicle that can create change or, or an environment for change right because how do i know that if i say this to my closest friends that they you know they're not gonna they're not gonna when i walk off go <laughs> tom's a bit you know tom's having a bit do lally isn't he? it's nice to have someone who is completely like this guy this counselor i'm seeing mm-hmm wow that's draining that is emotionally draining yeah. when i leave there i am apparently there's two toms there's tom and there's tommy okay i didn't even think about that that but the more i think about it you know that's part of the process of of, of this opening up it's talking about who's tom the more you talk about it how do you feel really emotional to the core really uh re like i could cry at any moment but i'm not going to really uh i'm really going into myself like on a like i'm on a drug like i'm 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 locked away and i'm 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 going back to that kid who was nine years old and i want to talk to him i want to rattle him i want to be you know you, you're going to be okay i promise you mate this might be a bit shit but you're going to get there and you know what i could wish i could do that to every single person i meet or every listener mm. who's you know what I mean? Going through, I, I, if I could, I would. It's just who I am. I, I want to hug them. As per usual, we always sign off a show um, with people who, if they are in need of help and they do feel desperate, I really hope you're not. Uh, Thecalmzone.net is a campaign against living miserably. Um, they're leading the movement against male suicide, which is unfortunately the biggest killer of men in under 45 in the UK. Shocking statistic. Really shocking. Um, they've got a helpline number, which is 0800 58 58 58. They've got a live web chat on the website. It's called thecalmzone.net. If you do, you know, if you do feel you need to reach out to that, do it. Awesome. The Yorkshire Grit Podcast with Tommy Bustard. Okay, so moving on, we have some really good news for the Yorkshire Grit listeners. And my dad is jumping up and down. He wants to come on, but dad, get back. <laughs> He, he, he's actually sat on the sofa. <laughs> he's falling asleep. Looking a bit sleepy. Yeah, this is this is his moment to shine. Uh, we have got Grayson Perry. Oh my word! Live recording Tuesday. Well, it's not a live recording. It's a podcast. Tuesday, the nineteenth of February. Me and Tom. We're heading down to his studio in London. In London, we get in the train, Billy Elliot style, <laughs> from North. Billy Elliot style. Well, he got the bus with his dad. They got the bus. Did they? I need yeah. to watch this again. Oh, this is a recurring theme. We're going to be sponsored by Billy Elliot and Yorkshire Tea in a bit. We uh, Billy Elliot is great. Um, <laughs> we, we've actually got, we're lucky enough to have a sponsor for the day. That, uh, I'll tell more about next episode. Um, we're going to get the train down. We're going to go and meet my friend. We're going to set up. We're going to go to the studio, and we are going to ask Grayson Perry on masculinity, sport, competition, mental health, mental health. And anything else? <laughs> it's it's going to be. We're going to do a bit of prep. <laughs> we're going to do a lot of prep. We've bought his book. Uh, we've got my dad after this show. He's going to give us the. Uh, is it the four one one? Four. Is it the four one one? The what? the Perry lowdown. Yeah, you're going to give us. He's going to give us a. Uh, he knows the art world, or he claims to. So we need to have our crosses, our T's crossed, and our I's dotted for this. Amazing. Because uh, he's got a great story. Uh, he's also uh, he was also a keen cyclist. He's done things differently, hasn't he? I'm really looking forward to hearing his story. I am. I'm nervous. 
You're nervous. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm a bit nervous too. Uh, That's okay. We'll be nervous and excited and all the other feelings. It's okay not to be perfect. Absolutely. And on the way home, we're going to stream Liverpool by Munich. Is, is, is it at Munich? It's at I'm Munich. Not sure, the you're the legs, Liverpool fan. I think it's the first legs away. I find it, uh, yeah. <sighs> Hopefully we can stream it. Hopefully the... Uh, the Virgin Chain Wi-Fi. We've right. conquered all of Europe, so that's going to be great. So, I, yeah, loads of exciting things happening. We've got more people booked on the show. Um, I really hope today's podcast does help. I don't know if "helps" the right word. Uh, I hope you find it informative. I'm not going to say it's going to inspire anyone. I'm I'm not famous. That doesn't matter. Yeah, and hopefully it just provides a bit of context to the podcast as well, which um, some people were wondering about. Not one part that I said was a lie. It was just me and you talking. I kind of forgot this stuff was here. Uh, It was just me and you, and you were amazing as per usual. So tune in uh, for the Grayson Perry. That'll be episode three. Uh, That's going to be pretty awesome. Thank you very much. See you later. Thank you. The Yorkshire Grit Podcast. Subscribe now on iTunes and Spotify.